Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. So uh, let's talk about the Will Smith slap heard around the world. I haven't actually gone on, on social media at all to see people's opinions on it, mostly because I don't need to. You know, it's like social media is fairly predictable. Everyone's on camps. I'm sure there are. Oh my God, you know, it's, I can't believe he did that. I'm never going to consume his content or watch a movie again. I've loved him since Independence Day. Um, and then there's like people who are like, man, eh, it's not really a big deal. And then there's such and such. And uh, I don't want to go too much about opinions because whatever your opinion is, you know, that's, that's your opinion. You get to have the opinion. You get to have your opinion. Um, and I don't want to be righteous about my own mind are fairly neutral. Um, I'd prefer to, to kind of look at this from a, a spiritual perspective and then like why why is it that when <clears throat> different systems are looking at uh, something like that done publicly, why do you know certain experiences come up for certain people the way that they do? And then you know what can we learn about ourselves? Um, so that's kind of the way that I'd want to explore it. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I said this to our group just just moments ago that uh, you know the the thing that I find to be quite fascinating about this whole thing, and I have read some people's comments because I'm just curious. I will preface this by saying because um, I think this does jade my view, uh, and I'm I'm clear on that um, that I've always been a huge Will Smith fan. Um, and then when I read or listened to the audiobook Will, um, which I first watched Best Shape of My Life and then into the book, uh, actually listened to it with my kids and my family, um, my, my level of appreciation for the man and, and the human that he is, to me, he was always this like, I called him an alien because he like, he just had the perfect life, you know, like looking from the outside in, I was like, this guy's crushing life in every which way, shape or form. Like, it's just not normal. Like it's not human. Right. So to me, he was an alien. And then I read the book and I actually realized like how human he actually is. 
um, the book he shares, all of it, like his deepest, darkest, never shared before in the closet secrets with the world. So I just want to preface the conversation that we're having that 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 is my background. And I'm sure that many people have not read that. Right. So they're going to opine based on what their view of him is. And just like I'm going to opine about what my view is. But the one thing that I, I really want to uh, I, I've noticed, I recommended that book to so many people that literally the day after I had no idea what happened at the Oscars. I don't watch and I don't care. And I didn't go on social media. So I had no idea. But I had <clears throat> four different people message me and say, oh my God, what what do you think about what Will did? And these are people that I recommended the book to. So they were kind of, they knew my, my uh, love for him. Um, the one message I keep seeing over and over and over is that uh, from people that have read the book, that this man who portrays himself as someone who's transformed and done a lot of spiritual and personal development work on himself uh, he, along with Jada, if you've never watched the Red Table Talks, I mean, it's very easy to say that she's she's done a lot of work. Um, you know, how could he do something like that? And um, I, I, I just brought myself into the same equation. And I said, listen, I have done 20 years of personal development work, which is a lot. Uh, Guy and I have invested over a million dollars uh, in our education and working with mentors and having out of this world experiences, right? I still yell at my wife. I've still yelled at my children. Um, I still get angry at people that drive slow. Um, I still get upset with people that uh, offer me shitty customer service. Like, <clears throat> I'm still human. And the fact that I've had transformative experience and have made my life a lot better, um, and I definitely don't respond in the same way that I used to, um, it doesn't make me not human. And like what, ju just, just the week before, literally just the week before, I was sharing with our, our clients how I had been overcome by rage, like legit rage where it felt uncontrollable. Like I was on this car ride where this entity was driving and doing crazy things. And I could, I could only just sit there and watch. I couldn't, at no point did I have enough control or time to stop it. And I'm watching it. Uh, impact my relationships and I'm watching it impact everything and everyone around me and I could not stop it. So this, this happened, I'm literally sharing this with what guy, this was last Thursday. I think I was sharing with the group. This, this had happened basically from like the previous Saturday or Sunday through Thursday. I literally felt like hijacked, like, like an entity had taken me over. <laughs> and then I watched this video of basically the same thing happening, but just on the grandest scale in the most inopportune time to ever let that thing happen. But it happened, you know, and someone asked me this question, which I'll just leave it with this and then I'll let you share. They asked me, do you feel like that was consistent or inconsistent? with what he shared in the book. And my answer was 
consistent. Very like consistent. Hundred percent consistent. And sure. consistent because it happened. Yeah. Like Will Smith was one of those people that if you read the book, had the most insane experiences in life. Like over and every stage of the game, like over and over and over and over again, right? And like he responded badly at times and did all of these things. And I was like, he's a human having a human experience. And if the book let me see anything, it was that he was allowing us to see into his humanity and the human experience that life is not pretty. I mean, like one of the things in the book, I'm getting chills every time I talk about it, like his son, Jaden, who had had Karate Kid as like one of his first movies and was this blockbuster hit and went to China. They had this incredible experience, right? Like they decided to make this movie. I think it was called like, I think it was after earth, after earth, beyond earth, whatever. And it was just him and him and his dad. Like they were the only ones that it was Will Smith's greatest moment. Jada and him had like been coaching Jaden this whole time. And the movie flopped, flopped so hard. In fact, that after it flopped, all the criticism came on Jaden and he got just mangled in the media because that's what media loves to do. Right. And he wanted to emancipate from his parents. Like, I don't know if you guys know what that is. That's basically like divorcing your parents and not wanting them to be your guardians anymore. Like think if you're a parent right now, I can't even think of anything worse other than maybe like, I mean, if your child dies, like, I think that's probably the worst, but like, what a, what a statement about your parenting. It's like, you're such a shitty parent that I no longer want you to be my parent, right? Like that happened. And that was just one of like a slew of things, right? So to me, Whatever your opinion is, sincere, insincere, apology, not apology, whatever. Like, I don't even really want to get into that. But like, as far as consistency, this man has had a very challenging life from a very early age. And I don't want to get too much into the thing. But like, to me, this was the most consistent because there's also this part of him that was developed that has made him this superstar that in this moment, he calls it the general this part that in this moment, this general came out and needed to protect that, which is his. And this general came out and I guarantee you grabbed him by the back of the neck, dragged him up on the stage, swatted his hand, walked back, yelled that obscenity. And then there was like a snapping back into reality for him. And I don't give a shit who you are. You can tell me all of like how you're righteous and this and that every single one of us, Every single one of us has had that moment where after it was done, you went, what the fuck did I just do or say? Hmm. Every single one of us. There's not anyone on planet Earth that has not had that moment where you regret it like instantly after it happened, but it happened and you could not stop the train from going down that track. Hmm. And so for me, I'm just in this place of like, I don't know what's going to happen and there's going to be some massive repercussions and some massive growth and healing opportunities for him, his family, everyone that watched and involved, et cetera. But like, 
consistent, a million percent consistent. Yeah. 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 It's, we live in a weird place where we hold uh, people in the public eye accountable for something, which doesn't even make sense. Like, let's say he had done that at a kid's soccer game and it wasn't on camera, but it was reported or wasn't reported, but he just got upset at another parent for taking a swipe at his kid and it got, you know, blew up and did that. Now, granted, I understand it happened in a very public place. And, and part of me is like, that's kind of impressive because I agree with you. It's very consistent with his upbringing, very consistent with, um, what you know about his father and we say this all the time it's like in moments of stress anxiety overwhelm when a person is in that in that state you don't rise to your you know you don't rise to the occasion you basically like fall to your training right and yeah. his training was like violence basically right and and, and depending on what that is for you like for one person that may have been shutting down and freezing and for another person it's like i'm gonna go and beat the shit out of this person and protect what's mine right yeah. and it, it, it was a very interesting thing to watch unravel but like i don't feel like anybody gets to hold him specifically accountable for that it just happened to ha happen in a very public way and personally i think it's kind of amazing that that happened because like how many people do you know in that kind of environment with like a billion eyes on them are just gonna like let it go and truly be human to the nth degree Versus just like burying that deep down inside, which we all know is not a healthy response either. The fact that we don't like that somebody, got, you know, that people don't like that, you know, he didn't take him on the stage and like grab his neck and like beat him to death. It was like a no, like this is not appropriate kind of reaction. Again, you can agree, you can disagree. It is what it is. Um, but what I'd like to kind of retort on this is like, you know, whatever your judgments are of, of him or anybody else, right? He's not a politician. He's not a person making law in our country. He's not a person that, because he, you know, it's like, oh, what about the children? I don't, I don't, I don't know why your kids are watching the Oscars anyway. You know, <laughs> and, and, and and even if they are, it's not like kids in kindergarten are hitting each other and they haven't seen that kind of behavior before. So, like, as a parent, your job is to like put things in context for children. It's not going to be the last time your child sees an angry person. It's not going to be the last time your child sees somebody get hit. Right. Like, so as a, as a parent, it's kind of like when you send kids to school and they like teach them sex ed and stuff, it's like, cause the parents don't want to, well, it's like, if you're going to give someone that responsibility and it's not your responsibility to put things in context for a kid, then like you get what you get and you don't, what you don't. But if you're going to own up, you know, if you're going to take that responsibility, then do. And, and secondly, like, yeah, look, our, all our interpersonal judgments, like I'm biased towards him as well. Like, right. I'll just, say it out like I, I think he's also an incredible human being who's lived an incredible life and uh, let's put things in context he's probably also helped thousands of people <laughs> like he's employed god knows how many people how many people have made hundreds of thousands or, or just a livelihood off of his work right in his lifetime and so to take a, a man or a woman and boil them down to a second of time in their life yeah and assess something about them that you don't even understand really what happened in that moment because you don't know what their history is between the two of those guys you don't know if before the show he's like hey man he's like i'd really appreciate if you lay off and not like say this thing about my wife and chris rock was like fuck it i'm gonna do it anyway for a few chuckles you don't know if he had made a comment previously and they had had some kind of thing about it. like you don't know like nothing is as simple as oh he just got upset at this guy in this moment like there could be 30 years of history there for all we know like who knows right like what's really going on so Again, I, I think it, it is a little bit unjust to take a human being and, and we've 
you know, in this quote unquote cancel culture that we live in, it's like, we expect people to be pious beyond pious. And I just want to offer that even the, all the pious men and specifically men here of the past that were of religious backgrounds, we know for a fact, these people did not do pious things. So it's like your religious leaders, your politicians, like clearly, I don't know if you guys remember the last president we had, it's not exactly known for his integrity and his up and up, you know, uh, stuff. So like, I think it's kind of ridiculous to judge uh, somebody. And then like the really more important part is like, where is that judgment coming from inside of you? Does that make you afraid when you see that? Are you somebody who um, doesn't feel connected to their own fire? And if they were put in that situation, wouldn't defend their, themselves or their honor or whatever it might be? Or are you also a person like more like Will, where you would get aggressive with somebody and you feel the embarrassment of that moment because you know that you would or would not have done that in a public eye. I actually think it's fucking kind of ama- like in a weird way, kind of amazing that somebody in his stature with his brand and his awareness, you know, like global awareness of who he is, that even in that moment with his like as the probably the most eyes you're ever going to have on you at one time. Still laid it down. And decided to protect his woman above all else regardless of what it did for his career, his business. I'm sure he didn't think it all through because of how like how quickly it happened. But there had to be a choice of like, I'm going to let this shit fly right now. So, so you know? interestingly enough, and I don't know if you remember this in the book, so I'll go into a little bit of detail. Hopefully, you know, if, if you're watching this or listening to this and you don't want a spoiler alert, then, uh, you know, maybe just pause this part. But, um, you know, his whole thing, like the part that's basically been running his life was – the coward, right? He didn't stand up. Do you remember that story? Like he didn't stand up to his mom getting beaten by his dad. Like that was his home life. Right. And so as this very young kid, he always had it that he was a coward. So when someone talks to me about like spiritually evolved, well, you know what? Like I'm more than certain through the spiritual work and personal development work, like he got in touch with that aspect of himself and was actually able to find in not just this moment, but like in many other moments, courage, courage to stand up for what is just and true and, and honor and like not repeat that same little boy mistake that he had, which was basically like that moment he attributes to everything that he's done in life. Like he became funny and someone that people paid attention to because he figured as long as his dad was laughing, he wasn't hitting. Like, just get that. It wasn't a decision that this, I think he was like seven made. This is like the, the ruptures and the traumas and all the things we, we talk about with our clients and like we were working through ourselves. So in the moment, in that very moment, which was again, like a crazy inopportune time for this to happen. And maybe like in his human world, like the perfect time for it to happen. Right. Well, we will, we will know, but he found that courage. Like he got to stand up to that shadow that has been haunting him his entire life. And you know, it wasn't his mom, but it was his queen and his queen was sitting right there. And like, whether Chris Rock knew or didn't is irrelevant. Like, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's also super wrong to make fun of someone's fucking medical condition. Like, 
that, and Chris Rock didn't write that joke, right? Like there's God knows how many people that write these things and blah, blah, blah. Like someone, someone should have known that that thing never should have left someone's mouth, period, end of story. And like, so you can look at it from that perspective too. But like, to me, it almost felt like in a weird way, and, and I'm not celebrating or condoning what he did by any stretch of the imagination. Like there was many other ways that that could have gotten handled. Like many, right? Many, many. Um, but to me, it almost felt like, uh, like a victory of sorts for like that personal demon that he's had for so long of like, you know what, maybe the thing clicked in and was like, and he flashed to someone abusing mom and was like, I'm not standing for it this time. Not this fucking time. And it was like a no, a hard fucking no with a slap. (laughs) So, so let's make a little turn here. So, you know, so what does it teach us about ourselves, right? Because ultimately, like, if you guys follow our work, you know, we we talk a lot about these like parts and protectors that live inside, and that's why, like, once you once you understand parts and protectors and like how energetic works, like, that's all we saw. We saw we saw parts and protectors, and and like maybe that was important for everybody to see, right? Like I I always yeah. say, even people who are creating atrocities on the planet, like their soul had to choose that. Hitler, Trump, Putin, you know, all these leaders that are in these positions, like their, their soul knew they were going to come and do these things and had to choose into that. And and the amount of negativity that that soul knows is going to come at it, right? Like those people have to almost kind of become numb to be put in those roles because of how much energy is thrown at them every day in every direction. And so like you kind of see why like sociopathic people end up in, you know, these very like controlling type of positions in the world. And we don't understand our spiritual evolution, right? Like that is as critical of a role for someone to play on this planet because of what it says about our own experience of ourselves. Cause if it's all one, even that consciousness gets to come with, right? Like that's not left behind. Like, like Hitler's not left behind. We don't get to burn that out of the system. You know, Donald Trump is not left behind. Uh, Will Smith is not left behind. So like if a soul is going to do something that public, that so many people interact with it um, energetically, I'm like, wow, like, holy shit, that's a that's a powerful soul to take that on. And so for me, I kind of look at it from there and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, that part and protector Then it's like, okay, what is this in me? Because I feel like I feel kind of neutral about it. I'm both like, eh, could have been handled better, like Elon said, but at the same time, like, I get it. Like, that's a human being a human. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm kind of proud that a human in that situation allowed themselves to be that human. Because it's really, really easy to cover it up and smile. And kind of like what he said during his speech, he's like, we're expected to take abuse and smile. Like, that's that's the position we're in all the time. And that was his most of his life, by the way, right? So, you know, like, I, I play games, uh, like, I play the, what's that game called? The get, Getting Out of the Rat Race, the Robert Kiyosaki game. I have it here on my phone. I always forget what it's called for some reason. The cash flow game. And, like, and like other games, Elon plays tennis, right? And, like, athletes do this, too. It's, like, tennis is a spiritual game. There's even a book, right? Like, what's the that book about playing tennis? The, the Inner Game of Tennis. Right, The Inner Game of Tennis. But you can you know, put a blank at the end and kind of fill it in with just about everything, the inner game of chess or anything else. Like what it's really teaching you is about yourself. How is it that you respond to stressful and anxious situations? And then you can actually see these automated parts inside of you and decide either to learn how to do something to heal those parts or not. 
like I will give it up to him. He's he's dedicated a life to learning about that, and he's gotten to a place in his life where protecting women, which is really you could see from his earliest trauma, is like the most important thing to him. Which, by the way, I align with because it's how I felt about my mom for certain things. I won't go into details why, but like I feel extremely protective of of women. It always actually felt rather unsafe around men. Like I hated locker rooms and like listening to all that you know shenanigans and talk that happened between between men about women for that exact reason because it's like it made me feel like the the women weren't being held in uh in, in safety and so like what it really says you know your judgment what it really says about you is either a part that you have disowned within yourself right that, that you don't like to look at and when you see that publicly being displayed every person we look out there is just a representation of what a human being can be and a, and a representation of what we can be however in our trauma there's we either take things as a mantle and we say hey i want you know i'm going to continue to do that there's things that are completely out of our fucking control like we're just we're an angry mess every time something happens like i've certainly dealt with that in my life elon has too or it's or it's a disowned part of ourselves if it's disowned you are going to harshly react to that it's the reason like so many religious types react so harshly to gay people, right? And have that like kind of fragility in their system about that. And then oftentimes the ones that are actually gay even have the harshest response about it because they're that and they were taught that that's like abysmal to be that way. And so there's this disowned part in their system. And that's that, that, that's just facts. I'm not even, you know, this is not spirituality. So like to me it's like okay cool so like when we see something off go off like that there are first of all way more important things in the world happening that require our attention than what will smith did on stage for one second of his life and if you really care enough to look and care enough about your spiritual evolution then instead of projecting what you think will smith should have done look inside and and think about yourself in that situation or response or how that makes you feel in your body and get really intimate with that. And if you're curious about practices, about how to relieve yourself of that so you can metabolize that energy and be free of either your own trauma or automated responses, that's really what we do here as a company with Satori Prime. And and moments like these to me are not to be like, ah, it's like, whoa, okay, interesting. Let me, let me turn and look within, not project my beliefs outside and try to convince everybody about, you know, how the way the world should be and what they should think and how to cultivate it and this and that and the other. It's like, Really, the only thing that matters is what are you learning from this internally? Yeah, I really, really love that. And like, if if you don't know what guy's pointing to, uh, we have a meditation. So if you're not in our Facebook group, definitely jump into our Facebook group. Uh, you can do that by going to joinoldsouls.com and it'll give you the invite uh, and you can ask to be part of that group. And then when you get in there, um, just request from our team to say, hey, listen to the podcast, would like the meditation. And it's, it's called a healing meditation. And what we have learned is that your body um, has remembered literally everything that has ever happened to you, right? Like it, it can't lie and it doesn't forget. So that's wonderful. And also, you know, the, 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 one of the issues that we keep going in, in habits and loops over and over and over. Um, the other thing is that the body doesn't know the difference between something happening, like in real time, and something that you are just visualizing in your mind's eye. So for example, um, if you think right now of someone that you deeply, deeply love, and like just put that person in your mind's eye right now, just 
visualize them, visualize yourself hugging them, holding them, and then just put your awareness on your heart and just notice as you visualize this person that you deeply, deeply love, like you're going to start to feel that your heart is going to start to open and you're going to start to feel warmth and connection. And this feeling of love is going to start to permeate through every cell of your body. Mm. Okay. Now flip it for a second and think of a situation or a person that you really dislike at this moment or something that you just want changed and keep your awareness on your heart. And you will notice how quickly your heart closes off, right? It's like a, like a self-protection mechanism. It's like going to close onto itself. And it's doing that without you telling it what to do, right? It is just doing that because you're bringing this visual into your mind's eye. Now, this is impacting your day-to-day life moment by moment by moment. Whether you're aware that it is or not is irrelevant, right? Like you're not sitting there going, oh, I love this person. All right, heart, why don't you open and make me feel all these lovey good? No, it's just like that's what the body does. And when you're angry or frustrated or or want something different, like your body just contorts and contracts itself. Now, this happens in our hearts. This happens in our throats. This happens in our uh, solar plexus or in our stomach or like basically all around this, this center channel. So when Guy is saying that, if you want to find out how you can create healing from this specific event, Maybe you grew up in a household where violence was very present. And as you witness that, right, your body is going to reignite that aspect inside of you, that deep, deep terror. And by the way, if you feel that deep, deep terror, it means that it's alive and present in your life, not just in this moment, always in your life. In fact, you have constructed an entire life around not feeling that but the only way out is through right like the only way out is in so you can use this moment and visualize that but visualize it with a state of awareness like find safety in your room you know find that place in your house or in your couch and visualize that scenario and then just with awareness and i highly recommend this meditation Watch what is clamping down in your system. Where is that part that constricts as you watch something like that? What is the emotion that arises inside of you from witnessing something like that? That can give you massive healing if you are actually going to do that work. So, this might sound like, oh, how do I do that? Blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm saying. Like, go get the meditation that the front part of the meditation, like the first six or so minutes, uh, guy basically describes really well, like what the process is to watch and notice and what to do, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then after you do that a few times, you'll kind of know the process. And it's a process that we still use every single day uh, to, to witness what is happening inside and allow for that healing to happen. And uh, Will Smith, if you're out there listening um, and you want to sit with someone and do that work, then we are here. (laughs) Yeah. 
And, and I would say it's less of a process and more of a, a quality of awareness. I think for most people who've never actually got trained how to find certain qualities in their awareness, of course, the mind thinks is like, oh, well, I got to do a step one, step two and step three. And so we we teach it in a structural way um, because it's helpful for that level of mind. But once you exit that level of mind and go into a higher state of consciousness, which is I always say is really not as hard as it may seem like you don't have to do these really intense exercises to get into higher states of consciousness. It really is just a matter of pointing to and finding this quality of awareness. Then you're like, oh, that's my awareness. You're like, yeah, that's your awareness. This is your attention. This is not your awareness. There's because awareness can be aware of your of your mind and your conditioning and the thoughts and sensations and all this kind of stuff. So it's it is it is a different higher frequency of mind if you want to think of it that way um and from that place you know like uh, milad was saying here he's like you know he, he has this horrible feeling about his personal illness and you know and every time he reads anything about the symptoms he gets this feeling of, te- of horror in his body and this creates a biophysical response you know like uh, a few weeks ago and I'll, this will kind of start wrapping it up here elon turned me on to peptides for a few injuries i had in my body and you uh, you inject these peptides into your body. Now, I don't know about you, and I don't know too many people that enjoy needles, but, like, I can go get an IV, and I don't like to look as they put it in and stuff like that. Now, Elon was injecting me in the first, like, few days. Like, I almost passed out after every single injection. We were doing three injections twice a day, and I almost passed out after every single injection. Now, the needle hadn't even gone in. Can't see the needle in. There's not that much pain being caused by the needle going in. But like I, for just like many of us, right, when we had some sort of trauma around needles going in, discomfort, it's an invasion of our system. Like it makes sense that we would have this response to it. But it's like you got to get like the mind is creating that. Your awareness is creating that. There's not actually that nothing that bad happening to your body, right? Two weeks later, I, I'm like a I'm like a pineapple. I can like throw that thing in there and squeegee <laughs> it in there, right? <laughs> You just you just get you just get used to it because the body realizes oh this is not it's not a matter of a lack of safety and so like if if a needle going into your arm can stop having that biochemical response it's not the needle it's the expectation that the body is creating so you know we're so used to just looking at what really hurts my head hurts my knee hurts right again these like big gross sensations is what we've been trained to look at and you got to get whether there's something subtle in your awareness and in your body like a trauma that's just hanging out in there. It's it's just as impactful as if something big is happening. It's just happening in these micro moments of your life when you're not paying attention. Why am I making this decision? Why am I grabbing that drink? Why am I getting angry over here? We don't look at that. We look at the symptoms. We don't look at the source. And again, medical science is set up this way. Psychology is set up this way. It's like, hey, let's treat the symptom. Let's treat the symptoms. It's like, but there's a source underneath that symptom. And that's what awareness can get at and that's what when we go through any event whether it's war or covid or will smith it's funny to say that's something we're going through but okay something people are globally aware of you know for the most part um that's the opportunity is to take something that's subtle and bring a lot of awareness to it and go right to the source of that and when that is cleaned up when that metabolizes from your system when big things happen you will find yourself in a much more beautiful state of neutrality and well-being and pleasure because you can just view it without all the judgment that comes from it, which is really just an internal judgment of yourself. 
it's never really a judgment of what we see outside of ourselves. Exactly. That's just what we, that's what we pin it on because that's what we've been again trained to do. We don't have many people trained in looking in when things are going on and they're uncomfortable. We have a society of hey, let's look outside and how do we change what's happening outside of ourselves to make ourselves feel more comfortable inside. And that's why most people are more comfortable when the needle's not in than when the needle's in, right? Because they're just focused on the externality. But if you would turn within, you would see that there's a trauma, right? A subtle trauma that is now being expanded as the needle comes closer. And that's what's really creating the the symptomology there. So I just wanted to pop that in there. All right, guys, that's our take. We will probably never talk about this again. Um, <laughs> but, but just wanted to give you guys uh, our little take because many people have asked us and Hopefully this uh, this brings a, a new view for you guys. Yeah. As you we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, no, no. We don't talk about Will Smith. No, no, no. All right. Love y'all. See you next Love time. Love y'all. Bye, Bye-bye. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.